Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This month we're talking about voice. What's, what's our series? Voice activated. The miracle in your mouth. And our teaching, we are teaching on faith. Faith. What is faith? On Sunday I'm going to be talking about faith and backsliding. Faith and backsliding. So what is faith? How do I know I have faith? And as a Christian, why do I need to have faith? And how do I activate? So at the end of this series, we're going to be talking about confessions and declarations. And why it's important for Christians to have confessions that we repeat often. Are we together? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, we're going to go through scriptures that we've gone through very quickly. Bibles, notebooks, and pens. Get your Bible, get your notebook, get your pen, and make sure you are writing. When I say write this point down or make this note, write it down. You, the paper and the pen will not forget. You, you don't attend church to just sit and observe. Not in 2022, 2021. The devil is out there taking lives, y'all. You got to get serious about your salvation. In 2019, maybe you played around, but this time, it's any time and Jesus is coming back. Amen? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. The just, that's us, shall live by faith. Church, the sooner you realize that everything on this life requires faith, the more peaceful your heart, your mind, your soul will be. Especially if you're these wonderful people who love to control everything. If you love to control everything and predict everything, there comes a time when you have to realize that my life I have to live by faith. Man was never created to live independently. Everything man does, you're always going to have a source. Even when you were living in sin, there was something you believed in. Don't ever believe in this ideology of self-made man. That doesn't exist. For you to be born... Somebody had to be involved. So the just shall live by faith. When you were born, you had to be taken care of. Your mother had to breastfeed you. You had to be raised. So what you began, how things began, should show you how your life should be. That's where Paul asks, what you began in the spirit, are you going to finish in the flesh? You began your life dependent on your mother, on your father. But sometimes we get to a place where we think we're grown. I don't need anybody. But so it is with many Christians. You begin your salvation dependent on God but you get to a place where you think you can do it all by yourself. And then God has to humble you. Oh, Lord. Do y'all know about the humbling of the Lord? There is a scripture that the Bible says, you refuse the streams of Syria. Now I will send you the floods of uh, another tribe. You refused my steel waters and now let me send you a flood. Church, the just shall live 
by faith. You want peace? Find peace in faith. And the sooner us as Christians settle it, that we live by faith, the sooner news about war, news about what's happening in the world will not bother you. Because you realize, I don't live by what Iraq and Iran are doing. By the way, for those of you who don't know, Iran has pulled out of the nuclear deal. And Russia has committed, if this Ukraine thing does not go how they intend, they, they, are, they have said nuclear weapons are not out of the options. And today there is a pact that any country that uses a nuclear weapon officially has kicked us into the next world war. Pastor, what does that mean? You know, it's important for you to realize. It's important for you to realize you live by faith. Not faith in government, not faith in global systems. Think about the young people, this, this young people. They had dreams of going to college, dreams of finishing school. Now, you're facing viruses in one year and a war in the next. You can't count on the government. You can't count on school systems. We cannot count on what we see. Tomorrow is promised to nobody. Trust God for your own salvation. Trust God and God alone. And if you trust in God, the Bible says, that's the sure foundation. That's the rock, the firm foundation. It's a firm foundation. If you trust what you see, oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Are you understanding? And I, I don't say this to scare anybody. You, you don't need me to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, you have no reason to be afraid. You have no reason to be afraid. So, pastor, where do I get faith? You know, maybe I'm a new Christian or maybe I'm, I've, I've lost some of my zeal. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So church, where does faith come from? This is simple. It's not a trick question. Where does faith come from? Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. You see something you don't like in your marriage, in the world. You don't look at that thing. You look unto Jesus. You get a doctor's report that you don't like. What you don't look at that thing, you look at Jesus. When I was at the University of Tennessee doing my engineering degree, I got into bad depression because I was looking at everything that was going on. I'm from Africa in America. And if you've never traveled, America is different than anywhere else in the world. Culture shock hit me real bad. Fell into severe depression, medicated depression. Until the day I turned and said, I'm not looking at the snow outside, Lord Jesus. To, you know, to never see snow for your first time and then to see it. Oh, I remember the day I woke up and the whole floor was white. Everything I could see, I thought it's over. Like the whole world has come to an end. I wish, I wish before they allowed us to come to America, they had a snow class. They taught you these things. It's different. It's different. But I had to go to God and say, Lord, the country may have changed. People around me may have changed. But one thing has never changed. You've never changed. Amen. So looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. Then the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Then the Bible tells us that how shall they hear to be able to believe unless they have a preacher? 
So church, this is why you cannot miss church or not be connected to a local church. Because for you to grow in faith, you need a preacher. How shall they hear? You can't sit at home and hear this. How shall they grow in faith? You can't. You shall grow and hear the word of faith. The Bible says the word of faith which we preach. Word of faith which we preach. I have taught you this and, and it's important for me to mention this here. There are three things that are happening right now. Number one, the word that I'm speaking to you. The word that I'm speaking to you. That's the logos. The word of God being broken down. Then there is something secondly that is happening, the second thing, which is how you're receiving it. And how you're receiving it, you're filtering it through your experiences. That's where the Bible says the word is given and it lands on a heart. And depending on what kind of heart it lands on. So, you know, if you, if you, you are hurt by some African man, African accent is rubbing you different, you know. He sounds like that guy. Or if your favorite movie is Black Panther, you're like, okay, okay. But it's, it's the truth. You know, there are preachers who get on the pulpit and the first thing you notice is what they're wearing, all these things. It's all that is happening is you're filtering what you're receiving by your experiences. Maybe James likes black shoes and this one likes white shoes. So if pastor is wearing white shoes, easy to listen. And James is asking, doesn't pastor have black shoes? That's the truth. Can't hear. Because you're filtering it through your experiences. And then there's the third thing that is happening that your spirit cannot resist which is who I am as, as a man of God is ministering to you. I could stand here and teach about business and teach about how to turn a thousand into tens of thousands, into a hundred million, into whatever. But when you're done turning that thousand into a million, guess what you're going to be? You're going to be a soul winner. You know why? Because I'm a soul winner. You receive, and right now you're receiving the spirit of the man. You just don't even know it. And I'm not, I'm not talking about what I teach. I'm not talking about what I teach. I'm talking about my spirit. The spirit of God in me flows right comes from the heart comes from the heart and that for preachers is what you cannot hide if you're some way people are going to pick it up whether you know it or not it's not you can dress all you want to dress you can swag all you want to swag but if your heart is not right the, the, it's going to be picked up real quick. Real quick. So, my point to you is, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing. So, you've got to be able to hear to grow in faith. Are you understanding? Is this making sense to somebody? Somebody say, the just shall live by faith. For me to grow in faith, I need to hear the word. For me to hear the word, I need to hear from a preacher. When I hear from a preacher, I need to believe in my heart. And I need to confess with my mouth. Bless the Lord. The Bible says that Paul tells Timothy, this faith that was in your mother, and now I believe is in you. Have you learned something the last couple of months, weeks? Is now in you. 
Then the Bible says uh, that this faith that was in your mother and now is in you, then the Bible also says you stir up the gifts that are in you by the laying on of hands. Are you understanding? So faith can be transferred by association. Are we together? So then we said on Sunday that you being pulled, you being drawn to Christ is a product of the Holy Spirit working in you. You did not, I saw Sister Rebecca running to the church today and the Lord told me, stand up Sister Rebecca. Today she decided to grace us with shoes, glory to God. That's all right. It's all right. And you can snap them off real quick. The, when you come to God, the Bible says no one comes to me unless the Father. For you to decide you're running to God's house, it doesn't just happen. Because the devil had 10 other things you could be doing. That is why there are people who get in trouble and come to church. Because they realize, man, it's too bad out there. Let me go try Jesus. But no man comes to me. Nobody showed up in church except the father which has sent me draws him. Draws him. That is why, uh, for those church leaders who watch us online, stop thinking you can keep people. Only the anointing can grow the church. Charisma cannot do it. Methods and systems are good. They, they, they are very good. We have them. But the Bible says the keeping power is the grace of God. It's God himself. Are you understanding? Which has sent me, draws him, and I will raise him up. Raise who up? The one who was drawn. The one who was drawn will be raised up in the last days. So, the just shall live by faith. You're sitting, you hear a word, you listen to the preacher. Have, have a seat. Then God says, Sister Rebecca, it's time to go to church. Let's go to church. And on one year, the devil says, hey, Rebecca, you have two children. And you got a job. You're pretty busy. Your response will show what you have faith in. Your response. Oh, I want to go to church. Go to church, hear the word that will grow your faith. Or stay home, take care of the children, take care of the, prepare for my job. You have two options. Oh, pastor, is it that serious? You have two options. You have two options. And Sister Rebecca today saw her running to church. The just shall live by faith. The day you decide, well, I'm going to stay and raise my children, because oh, you are, have them. You want to raise them? They're yours then. Have them. But if you grab those children, put them in the car, say we're going to church, you're telling God, by the way, these are your children. You better raise these children, and I'm going to be at the altar, and you take care of your children. Give. You have a choice to give. You have a choice not to give. You decide not to give. God says, okay. It's your money. Keep it. Have at it. And now it's all in this cursed world. But when you give, you're exercising your faith. You're exercising your faith. 
You're exercising your faith. And when you exercise that faith, that is when you continue to grow in faith. Church, the Bible says, when I come, will I find faith? Oh! Are you feeling this like I feel it? When Jesus, when he comes, there's one thing he's looking for. Will he find faith? Church, your biggest battle, love is good. We have a lot of it. It's good to love. But when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith? He wasn't talking about the girl down the streets. He was talking about, shall he find the seed of faith? Will he find you believing? You don't have to show me by the show of hands. How many of you know somebody who was saved and has backslidden? Don't show it. It's easy to start in the spirit. But faith is everyday decision making for God. It's choosing God every day. The just shall live by faith. How many times do you breathe in a day? Don't even know. So how many times should you have in a day? Faith in a day? I don't even know. I have faith every day. If you hold a cheeseburger and God says don't touch it, have faith that you've heard the voice of God and don't buy yourself Sickness 10 years down the road. Let go. Let go. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, if any man, any man, Draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Church, you cannot tease your way into Christianity. You cannot tease. The Bible says you're either for me or against me. Church, Christianity is intended to be a radical religion whoever but if any man draw back I want you one day to observe somebody who's been in the things of God then they stop the Bible says the devil comes back seven times it is a very sad thing to observe Oh, it is. Look, look through history. It's a sad thing to observe. The Bible says it's better you shouldn't have even tried this thing. The Bible says to crucify Christ again. But that is why we must always live a repented lifestyle. Amen? So, this, this, this is what we are headed towards. So what are the dimensions of faith? And I'm not teaching you this so that you can say I'm big in faith or I'm small in faith. I'm teaching you this so you can identify in your life when you have faith and when you don't have faith. All right. If I told somebody today, um, I wish for the sake of time I can't do it, but I need to get the drummer's seat, the drum seat. Actually, uh, very quickly, someone bring me this seat and bring me one of the, the bring, no, give me that, give me that, Jordan, give me that, yes. And then bring me 
one of these blue seats. A seat there. All right. Jordan. <laughs> Come. I want you to close your eyes and sit on this. Or close your eyes and sit on this. Choose. Uh, just choose. Go choose one. Close your eyes and sit on it. Easy. Did he make the right choice? All right. Why didn't you choose this one? It's not sturdy. It's not a firm foundation. You have not confidence in this. You're not sure about this. Right? You don't have faith in this. But if Jordan is stubborn, come. Come, come this way. Jordan can try. Try, try sit down. All right? Get up and sit again. And he's sitting softly. <laughs> Why aren't you sitting as fast as you sat on that chair? <laughs> All right, Jordan, if I told you to stand up and sit 50 times, are you sure you're going to be sitting on that chair after the 50th time? No. But there are some people who their life is lived here. You go from relationships that are shaky to relationships that are shaky. You know that relationship has a problem. God is not in it. But you're still trying to make that table. You're still trying to make that thing work. You are here like Jordan, Pastor. You know, I'm just, we just going to try. Be easy with this thing. I just... Pastor, I'm just going to be real easy with it. Pastor, I, I, don't, do, I don't do hot drugs, but you, you know, Pastor. You, you know. I got I to gotta get my... Pastor, I don't drink hot liquor, but nothing wrong with some wine. And soon enough, the whole wine bottle is done every night. Shaky foundations. But we are trying to make shaky foundations faithful foundations. It has no faithfulness in it. And you're trying to turn it around. So we try to force it. Which I, if, he, oh, oh, if he would just listen to me one more time, if we would just talk one more time, if I would just maybe, maybe he bring him closer to me. Do you try to force something that God has already told you is not going to work. Now you're married to the man and you have to live with the man. And already before you got married, God told you that wasn't it. Shaky foundations. Church, let me say this even as an investor. You cannot invest in anything that you already know does not have a firm foundation, especially the way the world is going. Don't get your money, your life involved in something that's not been proven, that's not been tried. There is a foundation that's been anchored from the foundation of the world. There is a truth that's been the truth from the foundation of the world. There is an unchangeable truth and his name is Jesus Christ. Jesus has stood beyond the, 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 the accolades of, 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 of Confucius. Jesus stood at the grave of Confucius and still declared he's the resurrection and he's the life. Many philosophers have, have tried to criticize him. The word has tried to, they've tried to divide the word, but still, the word proven to be true the word is so true that today if you watch the news they are quoting more of the book of revelation than they ever have before because we've got the truth 
got the truth. We've got the truth. This is a firm foundation. Put your trust in it. Put your trust in it. Get out of the shaky world and these shaky foundations. Put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. Put your faith where your faith is anchored. Oh, Jordan, you look like you're ready to jump. He's like, Pastor, I'm ready. Just let me know what. Look at this thing, it's already bending. You cannot build a marriage on this. You cannot build your faith, your religion on this. And let me say this. For those of you who listen to men and women of God who have no spiritual legacy, you've got to know the root. Who laid hands on the person you're listening to? Who laid hands on the person you're listening to? You got to know what the foundation of who you're listening to is because that's what you're going to rip in your life. That's what you will harvest. Jordan, let's help you. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Look, Lord, even with your small weight, you broke this thing. Even with your little weight, you broke this thing. Yo, this thing is bent. With your little weight, you broke this foundation. Jordan, have a seat in the foundation of life. So, my, my point is, I, I need you to write these points. We're winding down. My point is, you've got to examine your life and realize where is my foundation weak? Where is, where is my foundation weak? You understand? Church, you'll never be able to do anything great for God without examining the spectrum of everything you do. Church, let me, let me share with you even just, Jesus said, if you don't believe me for what, believe for the work's sake, for what you've seen. This church has never struggled Never struggle. Everything that we've been hit with, we've navigated. No, there's no three months you can come into the house of God, this location or the east, or our vehicles, and not find us doing upgrades in cycles. The Bible says wisdom is proven in her children. You just need to observe and say, Lord, I need to listen because there's something being poured out here. There's something here that I need to listen to. There's something here that I need to listen to. There's, there's, there's a wisdom here. At the age of 18, hear me, 17, 18, I realized the decisions I was making were wrong. The day I held my newborn baby, you know, I, I would like to tell you I was in the hospital because I was a very good man. And I was in the hospital to check baby's eyes and baby smile. <laughs> if that's your smile or your eyes. You don't know nothing about that. All right, I'll keep it to myself. But I was, even the doctor said, hey, this is you. This is just you. This just looks like you. This is your eyes. This is your face. And I held my baby girl. And I realized the decisions I was making in life have got me to where I am. And the things I have been depending on have got me to where now I'm responsible for a child while me, myself, I'm a child. And that one decision changed my life forever. I don't do this to show my works before you, but by the next cycle of my birthday, I was probably one of the wealthiest young men in the city. One of the wealthiest young men in Nairobi. 
You've got to get to a place where you sit down and say, Lord, the things I have been believing are wrong. And they've been getting me to the results I'm seeing in my life. I have a wrong belief system. And I need to change my ways. Is this, are you understanding what I'm saying? I have a wrong belief system that's giving me shaky foundations and I keep finding myself falling every time when I'm trying to prove myself right. You can't get over the anger. You know, there are people who all the devil has to do is tickle you a little bit and get you angry about something. You quit. You'll quit the best thing that's happening in your life. Men, hear me. Men, hear me. One of the greatest mistakes men leave, men do, please hear me, hear your pastor, is leave the person who really loves you because of pride. How, how, how she going to ask me to be home? I, I, you know, I, I, I left my mama's house. That girl cares about you and doesn't want you to be out there running the streets. Now you go end up with some... You go end up with some... Right. We, we'll call him Jezebel. We, call, we got more words for him, but we call him Jezebel. Ain't worth nothing. You're just another man in their cycle of men that they've been messing around with. You're just, you're just their, their most recent thing. Let me, let me tell you men something. Hear me, please. Every man, every man right now, if you wanted three girls on average, you can find them. Don't think you're anything special when women are chasing you. Ain't nothing special about that. They chase everything. Everything. Oh, please. Please. Okay, ladies, close your ears. The, a, a woman who's hurt will take any man who's consoling them. Oh, please. It's the truth. Man, when women get hurt, I don't even know how we got here. When women get hurt, their dress changes, start wearing short dresses, tighter things. Why? Because they're trying to attract some attention. Ladies, I said close your ears. Ladies, close your ears. But I got to tell the men something. Men, when you see that list beginning to increase, don't think that there is something in you. Don't let it get into your pride, man. I must be some. I got all these girls. Please. That's a devil. There's a devil in the basket. Oh, please. The measure of a real man is not by how many women he can have. The measure of a man is his royalty to his mother, his wife, and his daughter. I'm going to say that one more time. The measure of a man is not how many women he should have. The measure of, his, of a man is his loyalty to his mother, his wife, and his daughter. It don't, it don't make you a man to have many women. Look at Solomon. The Bible says Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. But the Bible says at the end of his life, because of the many concubines and the many women, they turned him away from God. Man, the biggest danger to turn you away from God is in a skirt. The biggest danger to take your heart away from God Oh, it's right here, it's right here, it's right here, it's right here, it's right here. Oh, the, Bi the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, tell your neighbor the Bible. It's got a lot of stories of them. David has had his most anointed service and he goes home. Where was his wife? Well, David was anointing the generation and the people of Israel. Why wasn't she with her man when David was anointing the nation? David goes home. The Bible says David went home to anoint and bless his family. 
But he gets home, and the first thing he meets is a rattlesnake. <laughs> what do you think you were doing? Dancing like that. What kind of king are you? But David was smart. David said, you know what? It was the same God who rejected your father and rejected you. But for you to understand, for you to understand that whole story, I don't even know how we got here, but we are here now. We're going to get up in it real good. For you to understand, for you to understand why David was the way he is and why he responded the way he responded is because David was spiritual. The Bible says that King Saul gave David his daughter. Why? To trap him and to deceive him. The wife that David was given was to deceive him and turn him away from God. Man, don't think you're greater than David. Oh, don't think you're greater than David. Samson, the man who could fight and lift up walls and bring down thousands of Philistines. He failed. He failed because of the lap of some prostitute woman who was sent to him. The Bible says that there is one warfare that is sent to men to turn men into bread and to turn you into dust, and that's warfare through women. Well, I got many of them. I'll be pulling. Careful. Wait and see. You'll pull yourself some STDs. You'll pull yourself some mental problems. You'll pull yourself. You'll have so many kids, you don't even know who's calling. Oh, church, I've been there, y'all. I looked at my baby girl, and I was like, I don't even know your mother. How did I end up here? Man, this girl out there talking about we're going to be married. We're going gonna to have more babies. I'm like, nah, nah. I've got a baby girl. I don't know about you. I've got a baby. Man, David, Samson, Solomon, they're women that have been assigned to great men. And the greater you become, the more the devil finds you a girl to come and pack up right next to you. Just this week, one of the largest preachers failed because of some girl in a skirt that packed up right next to him. And you end up giving your anointing, you end up giving your pulpit, but most importantly, you end up giving your honor. You give up your honor. Do you know for me to go and bow before God? It's because of honor. Honor in the Bible is the word kabod. The word kabod represents glory. Every man, every man on the inside of him, there is something that the world calls the ego, but God calls the glory. There is something on the inside of man that causes him to stand strong. But the day that thing is brought low, you become like Samson. Lord, if I could just get one more chance to serve you, I will serve you. While you are made to serve God for the rest of your life. Now the glory is gone. The Bible says that Samson, uh, that, that King Saul lost the glory in disobedience. Don't have faith in this. Don't be the kind of man that every woman in the streets can say that they've been with you. Be, be, be precious. Be precious. For someone to even put your name in their mouth, it's, it's, it's precious. It's precious. Not, not oh, I'm, I'm dating this new guy. Let me call his three exes. Find out how he was. Or you had drama with so-and-so, drama with so-and-so, now drama with so-and-so, thinking things are going to change. Now, let me, let me tell you the truth. It began with Adam. When Eve fell, hear me, we're done. What Adam should have done, said, Eve, oh, you ate the fruit. God will be here at 4 p.m., 
The same God who gave you me, by the way, you know, every time I feel my nice six pack, I feel I have another rib somewhere in here. You know, I feel another, I have another rib somewhere in here. Man, let me tell you. Lord help us. Especially for the good men. Talking to the good faithful men. The more a lady knows your faithfulness, the more the devil speaks to her. Okay, ladies, I said close your ears. Ladies, ladies do not appreciate faithfulness while they only appreciate it while they are single. They only appreciate faithfulness while they are hurting, single, and it's gone. But while they are in it, you be a good man. Everything she wants, nice, nice. <laughs> the lady will. I think I need to give you scriptures for this. I, I thought the ladies were saying amen a few minutes ago. I told you close your ears. If you're a good, good man, the lady takes that goodness and wants to get all and more. All of it. The moment a man tries to approach a lady, the, a wife, and she turns him down sexually, and they're married. Because the man is good, he says, you know, you have a headache, your body is hurting, I'm not going to force you. Right? The lady says, oh, the headache works. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ladies, close your ears. The lady says, oh, the headache works. The leg ache works. The backache works. So if I don't want to do my marital duties, I have found what works. It's only spiritual people who say, no, that's my husband. I don't want him to go outside the marriage. I don't want him to go deceive in the marriage so I'm going to do what I need to do I'm talking to good men because the reason why these ladies are doing gymnastics and tricks and stars for men <laughs> hey Jordan are you okay we're talking about faith talking about faith let me, let me seal this thing, then we're going to close. When a lady knows that if I don't perform for this man, he's gone. Performance goes up. If a lady... Yo, you know there are some men who will tell a lady, if you ain't doing it, I've got three more that are ready to do it. And because the lady wants the man, performance goes up. All right. Let me tell you, don't, don't believe me. If you don't believe me, ask, don't ask uh, black-haired people. Ask gray-haired, gray-haired seasoned people. Yeah, don't, don't ask these young people who everybody's just burning. Everybody's just, everybody just a thought. Everybody burning. Don't ask them. Don't ask them. Thank you, band. Thank you, band. Thank you, band. Can you appreciate this wonderful band? I, 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 listen, don't ask regular black-haired blonde. Ask people with gray in their hair if what I am saying is true or not true. There is a lot of manipulation that goes on in the marriage and in relationships. And it's usually because the nature, the nature that God gave man and God gave woman is still in us. It's still in us. It's, it's nature. 
That is why you must be spiritually discerning. You must be spiritual or the natural person will kick in. The natural person. That's why you must say, no, no, no. I will bless my marriage because I'm spiritual. Because I'm spiritual. These young people should tell you how I talk to them when we meet at my house. I tell them, when you get married, be ready to do. We are going to close right there. We're going to close. Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed? Come on and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Church, let's all stand in the house of the Lord. I want you to search the scriptures because what I'm telling you is real life. I'm telling you real life things. And depending on your age, you might not know it. But life has a lot of joys and a lot of regrets. Life has a lot of joys and regrets. And I'm trying to save you from some of those things. Lift up our hands and let's pray for a few minutes. Tell the Lord, give me faith in the right things. Let my faith be founded in sure foundations. Lord, as a man, I want my faith to be in God. Lord, I want my faith to be grounded in God. Lord, I thank you that you made me a man with, 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 with the kabod, the glory. I'm a carrier of the glory. You gave me creative ability. Lord, make me, make me, Lord, turn that and use it for your glory. Lord, thank you that you made me a woman who's sensitive. Lord, let me use my sensitivity for the glory of God. Let me use everything that I am for the glory of God. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me not to use it for wickedness but to use it for God's glory in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare everyone under my voice that from this teaching, your life is going to greater heights. Your marriage, your calling, your destiny is growing to greater levels. I demand three great amens. Bless the Lord one more time. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.